Our scripture lesson this morning is a story that is familiar to us at this point. We have heard it in a number of different ways, and today we hear it once more. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the, the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked Simon to put it out a little way from the shore. Then Jesus sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the water, the deep water, and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled the partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats ashore, they left everything and followed Jesus. The word of the Lord. My friends, God loves an adventure. God is always sending people out on adventures. And today, I especially want to ask the young people here, young people, younger people, we're all young, younger people, I want to ask you about an adventure where somebody went and had to tame lions. Who was that who went on that adventure? He was in a den and you did a musical about it. <laughs> Who was it? Daniel. Daniel in the lion's den. How about two people who God said, leave your home and go to a place that I will tell you and you will be a blessing for all the world. They were advanced in age, we are told. Who were they? Abraham and Sarah. God sent them on a great adventure. Now there was somebody who God sent on an adventure who refused to go. And he ended up in the belly of a whale. Jonah. That's right. Jonah. The jazz man. Jonah. There was somebody who went on an adventure from 
almost the time he was born, he was thrown into a river in a basket. Moses, and God sent him on an adventure to do what? Save people, to lead them out of slavery. It was an adventure of liberation. God loves an adventure. And Peter, Andrew, James, and John are called by Jesus on an adventure. An adventure that is exciting and unusual and dangerous. To catch people for the kingdom of God. For wholeness. For healing. God calls us on a great adventure to be the church, to go new places, sometimes to sit together in the belly of the whale, sometimes to risk the vulnerability of our souls to grow together in faith and love, to catch people and be caught for all of that love and healing and grace that is the kingdom of God. Last year, we heard God calling us to put our nets down in deep water. God called us on an adventure of faith and friendship. Going down deep into our faith, there's so much to discover, God said. In prayer, in Bible stories, in Bible studies, in spiritual reading, in paying attention to God in our midst. And there is so much depth of love to explore in our people who sit next to us in the pews. There is so much more community to make. Now, at the same time, we heard this adventure Pastor Lynn was being called on her own adventure, the adventure of retirement. And oh, how we pray that her adventure in Black Mountain is a marvelous one. So we began. We wrestled an organizational chart down from three pastors to two. How we could do it, Pastor Eric and I thought we would have to grow extra arms and legs. And you know, we did. They're your arms and legs and hands and feet. Because so many of you have stepped up and are doing the work of this church. Thanks be to God. Now, when you go on an adventure, how many of you take photographs? And then you bore people with them, right? <laughs> and you say, look at, look at this. You're just, look at how amazing that was. But I have some of our family photographs today that I want to tell you about, just a few. And I want, I want to share those with you and see if, 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 as I describe them, if you can tell where they, where they are and what they are about. So this first one is really a whole series of photographs. If it were on my iPhone, I would have said, oh, you know, scroll, scroll. And, and 
this photograph, in this photograph, there are a lot of people. And it's a big room. But in this first one, there are two people who have gotten out their telephones and are exchanging phone numbers and contact information. And if we scroll to the next, the next snapshot in this scene, there are other people, and one of them's come up to me and said, that person, we've been friends for 14 years. I knew them from the Department of Energy. Who knew? And I think this one might be the final clue. There are playing cards all over the place. There's the Jack of Clubs and the Nine of Diamonds, and there are people trying to find their match. What is this a picture of? Us and Chadsey Hall doing what? All church together Sunday. Yes, yes, all church together Sunday. Now this next photograph is a picture. And um, it's a beautiful one. There are some tables in a room. And there are people sitting at the tables. And there are Bibles. And there are books. And there's paper. And there's ballpoint pens. And off to the side, there is an easel with a giant pad of paper. And it is full of post-it notes, pink and yellow and orange. And if we, we zoom in, we can see on those post-it notes that there are words. And those words are really gifts of the soul. They are indications of little stories of how the people in the room have known God's presence with us. And if we were to take a video, we would see people sharing deep awakenings and recognition of God's love in our lives. And there's just this marvelous awakening to God with us. Is there anyone out there who knows what this is a picture of? Wednesday morning Bible study. Now, this is just a snapshot of one book. The stories, the short stories of Jesus by a Jewish scholar named Amy Jill Levine on the parables of Jesus. Now, this is not just any book on the parables of Jesus. This is a book that takes everything that we know about the parables of Jesus and turns it upside down. Says, you thought you knew what the parables were about? I got something else to tell you. Now, this picture would not be remarkable in a seminary because, you know, we have to read those things. And we love it. But there's a class here who isn't just satisfied with the same interpretations of scripture in context. They have to know more and go deeper. What's this a picture of? 
It's not just faith track. Bible in context. I understand that some of this happens in men's spirituality groups, but I'm not allowed, which is good. You know those pictures. Now, this next photograph is of a family in a car on a way home from church. Now, the kids have been in Sunday school, and they have been learning from their Sunday school curriculum about the same text that their parents have been hearing about the sermon. And so if we were to see this car, we would see all of these light bulbs going on and off over kids' heads and over parents' heads as they're talking about the connections that they're making. And then we would see a parent's face when they say, their kid says, so mom, what's a eunuch? You're getting the picture. I have another family photograph. And this one is a confirmand and her parent sitting on the couch reading the Bible together. Come on, Mom. We're three chapters behind in the Gospel of Mark. Let's get going. I have to text Pastor Eric. Now, this is a picture of a table full of food. And it's a, it's a menagerie, a smorgasbord of different kinds of food. It started out with just a pot of chili, and, and, and then it just grew. Uh, it is in a beautiful kitchen that looks as if it has just been fully renovated in fresh paint for a new family to live there. And there are people all over the place. There is soda and plates of macaroni and cheese. And if you go outside into the backyard, there are more people and there are more things to drink and people everywhere because this church loves to have a party. Somebody opens up their house and says, come over and bring some food. Oh my goodness. What is this a picture of? Pastor Eric's house. Yay! Pastor Eric's new house. One last picture. This sanctuary bursting at the seams. Bursting at the seams with so many people. We could barely fit them all. Yes, and I didn't even have to say the sheep and the donkey. <laughs> but I want to say a little bit more about that. Because we had almost 1,400 people here on Christmas. And we had four services. About 700 people came to the first two with the sheep and the donkey. But 600 people came for the third and fourth services. 
not least of all to hear the music. They came because people need to know that God is with us. People came from all over the neighborhood and beyond because people want hope. People need to know that God loves them and that the universe really is held together by love, that Christ is born. There are so many photographs that we can share about our adventure. So I've been thinking and praying about what ad other adventures God might be calling us on. And one thing that occurred to me is that just being a Christian today is kind of an adventure in that risky meaning of the word. Because there are a lot of people who just don't get us. Or they get us wrong. A lot of people don't get the strength that comes from being together in worship and praying together and seeking the source of our love and then putting your heart and your soul into this community of faith in so many ways. And how strong it can make us for being the just and caring people out in the world. So it is nothing new <laughs> that there are people in the world that just don't get church or Christianity. And we think that this is new. We think that we're in a new time, and we are, but this is a time that is not so new because in 1912, this professor, Vita Scudder, said the time will come when the Christian faith will have to claim the right to be as surely as in the time of the early church. And in thoughts like these, all genuine Christians must rejoice. Without the call to high adventure, the faith has never flourished. Without the call to high adventure, the faith has never flourished. God loves an adventure. So where will God call us next? I believe that God is calling us and challenging us to go deeper into our faith, but also to rise up strong and clear about who we are as people loving God and loving neighbor. Yes, of course we do that. Of course we do that. But I think God is calling us to rise up even stronger. I think one of the daring things that God is calling us to do is to take this incredible risk, this very dangerous, incredible risk. And that is asking somebody to come to church with you.
86% of people who come to church come because a friend invited them. Rise up and be clear about who you are. And invite someone to church. Be adventuresome. We are fishers of women and men for the kingdom of God, for the community of love here and now on this earth at this time. I think God may be calling us to go deeper into our neighborhood, to look around Connecticut Avenue, the business is there, the business is in Maryland, the people who live in the houses within the three miles or so from which we come, to go out and just listen for the pain. And just listen for where the woundedness might be. Listen for where the love and compassion is needed most. Do you know how many homeless people I pass every day just walking to Magruder's? Do you know how many anxious teenagers live in our homes? What does justice and peace look like for them? I wonder if I'm going to see snapshots of more creative worship. I know I need to see snapshots of more hands and feet. I know that God loves an adventure because that's where faith grows and hearts get strong and wounds heal and hope abounds. God has blessed us. You know this because you take adventures in your lives all the time. God has blessed us with a spirit, God's Holy Spirit of adventure. And we will go where Christ leads. My friends, God loves an adventure. And the best is yet to come. Amen. <laughs>